Welcome back to the Tracy and Gracie Becoming podcast. This week we are going to focus on becoming prepared. We yeah. know that this could be incredibly helpful as we go into the holidays. We're kicking off the holiday season with Thanksgiving for those of you who are in the United States this week. And so we thought that we could help you make decisions ahead of time about how it is that you want to show up at the holidays, how it is that you want to be feeling during the holidays, and give you some compelling reasons why you would want to do this, why you would even want to make decisions ahead of time about how it is that you show up. So yeah, this is episode 24. Yeah. Becoming prepared. Yeah. I feel so far away from you. <laughs> Yeah, we did not. <laughs> we didn't really um, arrange our seats the way we normally do, but no. we are spotlighting our yes. gorgeous bouquet. It's we so are gorgeous. We are days away from our retreat, and Rhonda, who has been at all of our retreats and yeah, has worked, shout out to Rhonda. Yeah, who has worked so closely with us over the years, um, sent this gorgeous bouquet. I mean, it is absolutely stunning. So. Yeah, I actually have never seen such a pretty bouquet. Yeah. And, and it, it smells really good. Yeah, yeah. I was at a coffee shop yesterday, and I've decided that being at coffee shops is the most exciting part of my week. <laughs> I don't know wow, what that, that says. Like, yeah, no kidding. <laughs> I don't know what that says about my life right now, but <laughs> I just, it surprises me every single time how open people are at the coffee shops like talking about certain things I'm just like you are out in the open right now for anybody to hear like me like anybody that's out there eavesdropping on conversations like so me. are they talking to another person like physically yeah, or are they on themselves the no they could be on the phone oh yeah on a zoom call no 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 it's talking with another person I think for whatever reason, coffee shops are like ministry men's hubs. <laughs> That's where they go to connect with each other. And so I there's always at least one group of men who are with their church friends <laughs> or colleagues, I don't know. But there's always at least one group. And like yesterday, I was sitting next to two men that were in a very deep conversation and it was very calm, but they were going back and forth. Like they were disputing what was right and wrong based on their religion. And I was just, I was just sitting there kind of in awe. Like you guys are having a very deep conversation just out in the open for anybody to hear. Like I am, well within earshot of this conversation and they do not care. They're so in tune with this conversation and they're they're debating, they're arguing about hmm. whatever it was and they just didn't even, didn't even mind whoever else was around them. Yeah, I agree with you. It's totally fascinating yeah. how people's minds work and that's why I love reality TV. I used to be a lot like you where I would be out in public and I would find myself like eavesdropping on other conversations or yeah. we'd be out to dinner and I'd always be listening to the booth behind us yeah. or looking at the table in front of us and kind of 
speculating on what their story was. I love people watching like at the airport or at, you know, fairgrounds, whatever, any place that has a lot of people. I absolutely love people watching. And (laughs) I, I mean, I think that there's a part of me, if I'm being honest, you're, you're judging, but I do come at it from place. Oh, you're judging. (laughs) I come at it from a place of fascination. I am fascinated. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I think that it's interesting that you are enjoying yeah, <laughs> working from the coffee shop so yeah. that you can be fascinated by all of the patrons. <laughs> it's so interesting. There were two ladies that sat at another table next to me and I didn't even hear what they were talking about, but this other guy, this made me feel better because this guy was obviously eavesdropping on them. So at least I'm not the only one. But he walked, got up from his table and walked over to them and was like, I have a book recommendation for you too. So they must've been talking about like books that they've been reading. And he was like, he was an older guy and was just like, I am a published author. And so he gave his book as the recommendation. And then he went on to say how his daughter hates the book, she won't read it. And so he then created a sonnet version for her (laughs) (laughs) so that she would actually read or, what are sonnets, are they? I think they're they're abbreviated, I don't know. I thought they were like songs, but now I'm thinking that's wrong. (laughs) I, I don't, are you thinking psalms? No, he said sonnet. So I don't really know, but he said that it, he created the sonnet version so that she would listen, talk, or listen or read about it or whatever. And it was made up of a bunch of limericks, hmm. which are poems. Okay. And so I'm wondering why you weren't Googling the definition of all these things. That I was, was... There was so much going on in this conversation. He was jumping all over the place. He said that he switched the book so that his daughter would actually want to read it. And then he said, but the reason why she really doesn't like it is because it's all about him talking about his old love affair with his woman who was a lot older than him. And then he goes on to say that she was actually his teacher in school. So it was a very inappropriate relationship. And <laughs> I wonder why his daughter wouldn't want to read this book. <laughs> right. This is why I was not looking anything up. I was so like, what is happening? Yeah. So he was in this love affair with his teacher. It was a very inappropriate relationship and she cut it off because she probably was going to go to jail. And he was like, I wrote this for, to say my piece to her because she never gave me the closure I needed. And you should have then gotten up, walked over the table and offered <laughs> your dating course. <laughs> I think he needs more help than dating. <laughs> uh, he was, yeah, it was so interesting. And then he said that she moved, like fled, it sounded like. And so now he hired a private investigator to find her. And he said, when he finds her, I'm suing her. <laughs> No, 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 those were, those were a different pair pair of guys. These women came in later and were sitting with each other. And then this man overheard them talking. And so he got up from his table and went to 
tell them this story. Wow. About this book that they should read. <laughs> and the one woman said something about how, thanks for the recommendation. That's very kind. And then he said, what do you do? And she said, oh, I'm, I run a daycare. And he said, oh, my daughter, my daughter used to run a daycare, but she had a pothead husband that used to come home, <laughs> used to come home high. And so she had to stop running the daycare because she was going to lose her license for having her pothead husband around all the kids. <laughs> well, you know why this guy goes to the coffee shop. <laughs> yeah. Jeez. Yeah. So it's never boring. Yeah. At the coffee shops. <laughs> I I might have to put my foot down because you might not be getting enough work done at the coffee yeah, shops. I really might be a little distracting. For I you. really was debating that yesterday because I was like, this is my mind was all over the place after I overheard this conversation. That's funny. Yeah. Yeah, chip off the old block. Yeah. Okay. It was interesting. So now can we get into our topic? Yes, we can get into our topic now. So becoming prepared. I think most people kind of jump to how can I stay organized? They jump to all of the doing, right? And we would like to offer you the consideration of being. Instead of doing, how can I you know, do all the things to be prepared, mm -hmm. we want you to be the person who decides ahead of time how it is that you're going to feel. So you might want to feel prepared. And what would you have to be believing in order to feel that way right now? Not to make it contingent on things that you do. So this is perfect for the holidays, right? When you're getting ready to probably prepare really <laughs> big meals or you know, engage in a big, you know, Thanksgiving dinner, be a pr active participant, right? Mm -hmm. You can decide ahead of time how it is that you are going to be thinking in order to feel prepared. So I could see this coming up not only in the food preparation, the obvious, but also being prepared for the relationships that you're going to engage in. Um, yeah, I think it's gonna really help you avoid the unnecessary stress that comes with the holidays. Preparing the food is always a big one. You and dad were talking about this earlier this morning mm -hmm. and how he always is very stressed about the food and getting it prepped in time. And it's just funny, we don't have that problem because <laughs> he does it all. Yeah, he's very good. <laughs> at knowing exactly what time to get up, how to get that turkey. He he spatchcocks the, I think I'm using that term correctly, but um, that's how he prepares the turkey. So it's mm -hmm. like you break the backbone and the turkey is much more flat mm -hmm. and it doesn't take as long to cook. So he's got it down to a science where he knows exactly what time he needs to get up get that turkey in the oven. We host quite a few different families. Mm -hmm. And so we just assign, or actually we don't assign, to be honest. Most of them will ask, you know, what do we want them to bring? And mm -hmm. I really want them to bring something that they enjoy bringing. And so my sister's family is bringing all the desserts. Yeah. My sister-in-law's family is bringing all of the salads. Mm -hmm. Another family hasn't decided yet, but I know they almost always do the appetizers. Yeah. So it's actually, I mean, 
not that I do all the work, but it's really not that much work, you know, when you're thinking about <laughs> what it is that we have to actually provide. It's we get prepared for the hosting piece of it. Yeah. And then, you know, we do the turkey and mashed potatoes usually. But yeah. And the point is that deciding ahead of time how you want to be feeling. So if you want to feel prepared in the moment, I would decide ahead of time how it is that you're going to be thinking mm -hmm. like, you know, this is enough or this is abundantly enough. This is, you know, or as you are in preparation for the holidays, what is it that you want to be feeling? So maybe not making a decision decision so far ahead of time about that actual day, but how is it that you want to be feeling as you are anticipating? Do you want to enjoy the journey or do you want to be thinking, I can't wait till it's over? Yeah. Right. So I can take a deep breath. Right. I find myself thinking like that on default because that's the primitive brain just doing what it's always done. And it jumps to that line of thinking. I can't wait until the retreat is over so I can take a deep breath. Well, that squashes any opportunity for me to be excited and anticipate the event and enjoy that actual part of the journey. And mm -hmm. so I catch myself when I notice that feeling of just like kind of that anxiousness, wanting it to be over um, and really challenge myself to what else? There's a million other things I could be thinking that would create a much different way of feeling and challenge myself to come up with that. Yeah. So why do you think the holidays are so stressful in the first place? I think it goes back to people pleasing a lot of the time. I think the holidays is an opportunity for us to be around more people. And mm -hmm. I think when you're around more people, you tend to do more people pleasing, mm -hmm. right? You want people to like you, like what you do, you want to impress people, you are looking for acknowledgement, recognition. And so I think that the anticipation of that can be very stressful. I think the... Yeah, and a lot of times you don't see that much of your family on a regular basis. So then holidays are like the one or two times a year that you actually are all together. So for people that you don't typically see all the time, sometimes that is that can be stressful or make you anxious, um, kind of how you're gonna navigate those relationships that you're not. Mm -hmm. You're anticipating, what if we don't have anything to talk about? What are we yeah. gonna talk about, Yeah. right? Are we gonna connect? Is it gonna feel awkward, mm -hmm. right? You start to speculate. Your primitive brain is very fear-based mm -hmm. and so it will start looking for all of those worst case scenarios mm -hmm. and that of an in and of itself is not a problem it's just having an awareness of what's actually going on we yeah. all have that part of our brain that does that yeah and so instead of reacting from it like making it mean something about you or believing it and now like really kind of spinning out in worry and anxiety you can just acknowledge what's actually happening mm -hmm. and respond with, is that how I really want to be feeling? Is that what I really want to be thinking? Yeah. That's what it looks like to make decisions ahead of time. And it really changes not 
only the trajectory or the, you know, the end result of a holiday, it changes everything about your life when you make these kind of decisions ahead of time. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I'm trying to think of the other things that make it, I mean, like for you guys, I know that it's always, obviously we want a very clean house. We want everything looking in place. Yeah. That's always the main thing. I feel like when we have people over a lot of guests over for whatever, but mainly the holidays, you're always like, we need to <laughs> get the porch looking really good. We need to clean all the windows. We need to, the house needs to be, which makes sense. I mean, you don't want people coming over to a dirty house or things looking out of place, but that definitely adds so much stress to uh -huh. the holidays for us. Uh -huh. And you have to ask yourself, what is the reason that you're doing all of that? Are you doing that because you're looking to impress them? Are you doing that because that feels good to you? Mm -hmm. I, yes, I am doing it to impress people, but I also am very much, it's important to me to have a more clean and organized home mm -hmm. because I know I function better in that. It. I want it to be aesthetically pleasing. I, my eye immediately goes to kind of the chaos, the unorganized, and it doesn't feel good. Mm -hmm. And I know that about myself. So yeah. most of the time my office is really clean and organized. It's not right now because we're getting ready for the retreat, but that's because I know myself. I know how I function best. And it's mm -hmm. important for me to, important to me to have things more organized. Yeah. So I think relationships, definitely wanting to please people. I think the preparation, the organization, I think all of those things can cause a lot of stress. I think there's stress associated with our health and wellness. I think a lot of people who are trying to focus on health and, you know, what it is they're eating how they are, you know, how active they are or are not, the holidays can really emphasize whatever it is that they're feeling. So if they're already stressed about the way they look, it's going to be intensified mm -hmm. at the holidays. Yeah, right. There's a lot of pictures that happen. A lot yeah, of people are trying to, you know, for prosperity, they want to capture the moment and that can cause a lot of stress for people. They don't want to be in pictures. Thanksgiving they, is a Christmas card picture type it of day. It totally is. We've already been warned about what's going to be in and not in our Christmas picture this year. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Just referring to our poor decisions of having exes in <laughs> our family Christmas card. Yeah, it's just live and learn, right? Yeah. <laughs> We can look back and laugh. I mean, I am a Christmas card freak. I, all of those cards, I absolutely, we're gonna totally go down a rabbit hole here, but I still have a whole wall full of grad cards because yeah. I love looking at them. I mean, some of them are 10 years old now, I bet. More than that. You think so? Yeah. And then we have Christmas cards that fill up a wall that spans almost the yeah. side of our house mm -hmm. and that thing has got to have I don't know a thousand probably yeah Christmas cards hanging on it yeah because I 
love looking at those pictures. Yeah. I refuse to throw them away. Yeah. So it definitely so keeps... since we're such nice people, we want to include everyone in our Christmas cards. Yeah. So we've been a little too inclusive in the years past. And so, yeah, that can cause some stress. Yeah. Yeah. So deciding ahead of time how it is that you want to think and feel, a couple places you can go with that um, is tapping into kind of your future self, really navigating from that place of who it is that you want to be, who mm -hmm. you are becoming. How does that person think, feel, and behave? That's a really great way to make a decision ahead of time about how it is you want to think and feel at the event or in preparation of the event. Mm -hmm. Tapping into your values. I One of my values is generosity and inclusivity. Inclusivity. Yes. Inclusiveness, <laughs> as demonstrated as in our Christmas cards. Right. <laughs> yep. But deciding who it is that you want to be ahead of time and really tapping into those values. Always reminding yourself that's what makes your character, right? And so you want to make sure you're like making decisions about what you do do and what you don't do based on your values. That's another mm -hmm. really great place to go. So kind of future self, you can even go to end of life. A lot of times when I say that, people go, that's so morbid. I'm not meaning on the day of your <laughs> death. Go to your elder, wiser self and ask, you know, what is it? What kind of advice do they have for you in the context of this event? Mm -hmm. I do do that a lot more now that I'm over 50. <laughs> and it's fascinating how I really want to make the most of these events. I know that they're not always going to be like this. Mm -hmm. And I they just become more and more precious to you for sure. And so it has me making decisions ahead of time about how do I want to show up? How do I want to make it as abundant and expansive, extraordinary? Because you get the choice. You can either kind of just be spontaneous about how it all goes and let it unfold as it may, mm -hmm. or you can make the decisions ahead of time like, I'm going to make this the best one yet. Yeah. And the kids always make fun of me because I always have a icebreaker or some sort of question. Sometimes it's so simple, like, what are you thankful for this year? But we include everybody who comes. Sometimes it's more of a thought-provoking question. But it's just a way to get everybody engaged mm -hmm. and to really get an opportunity to get to know somebody a little bit more that you might not have. And... Those are the things that make events meaningful and memorable. And in my opinion, because, you know, we each get to decide for ourselves what it means to be, to create an extraordinary event or an mm -hmm. extraordinary experience. In my opinion, that's what does make for an extraordinary and abundant event that mm -hmm. I enjoy. So those are kind of the things that I do. I tap into, you know, kind of innovation, navigating from my values. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> uh, she She's just funny when it comes to Thanksgiving with her, <laughs> the way she likes to do it with her prompts. And last year we had, we made people, 
<laughs> we made people draw out of a hat for where they were gonna sit. So you didn't get to pick your seating arrangements for, cause usually we'll do like, kids will all sit together and then adults will kind of all sit together. If you're gonna come to a Thanksgiving dinner <laughs> yeah. hosted by a life coach, I think you probably have to expect these kind of things. <laughs> no, hosted by my mom. This is what you have to expect because last year we did, we drew out of a hat to where we were all gonna sit and it was just funny. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah. And then we had random different questions already yeah. placed at the at the table or on yeah. the plates. Yeah. Yeah. And so we had no idea who was gonna get what what question. Mm -hmm. So yeah, that's always interesting how that turns out. Yeah. No, it's funny. And then we play a lot of games. We usually have games after dinner. There's usually a football game. So yeah. those are the kind of things that, you know, are, I feel like they're kind of diverse and people can lean into them. Or sometimes that's the time when people get up and leave. Grandpa usually is the first one to leave. Yeah. And he's like, got to get home before it gets dark. And yeah. thanks for the food. See yeah. ya. Grandpa's so funny. Yeah. So it's... I don't want to go into an event like that feeling like it has to be a certain way. That's not what I'm saying when I'm saying making decisions ahead of time. It's not from a controlling, trying to control other people, trying to control the outcome of the event. That's not it. It's really controlling how it is that I want to be feeling. And my objective is to make it abundant, make the experience, the feelings abundant, and so I'm, I have to make a decision ahead of time about how I'm going to be thinking about it in preparation and then again on that day. Otherwise, I know I'm at risk of my primitive brain going down those neural pathways, fear-based, very reactive type thinking mm -hmm. that doesn't lend itself to an extraordinary event. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like, I mean, I don't usually have that that sort of stress when it comes to the holidays because it's not my house. <laughs> That's for darn sure. <laughs> I have to worry about. And we do get a lot of help, but I feel like for, I feel like it's probably most stressful for people that maybe don't have family dynamics that are very enjoyable for them. Mm -hmm. You know, like I think of when I was in college, I had some of my roommates were in split families. So then they would have to either decide whether they would go to one side or the other or figure out how to make them both work. Mm -hmm. And I feel like that is just, I mean, it's something that obviously I haven't had to think about, but mm -hmm. it definitely makes sense for why holidays can be a stressful and sometimes unenjoyable time for people. So doing stuff like deciding how you want to feel about it ahead of time. I mean, the circumstance isn't changing. We have a holiday. We have holidays every single year. So if you are somebody that has to go to them or has to be around certain people that maybe isn't as enjoyable for you, doing something like deciding ahead of time is going to be a game changer for you. Mm -hmm. It's a completely new alternative mm -hmm. approach. So as you were saying that about the friends, you know, every year they could just get into that cycle, that pattern mm -hmm. of, ugh, now I have to make the decision of whose house I'm going to be at and when. 
Instead, we would encourage you to decide ahead of time how it is that you want to feel. And that is the game changer right there. Yeah. Because once you make the decision, because nobody's going to make that decision for you, why not take control and decide ahead of time how it is that you want to feel as you're making that decision? Yeah. Then you can support whatever decision you've made with a belief that generates that feeling. Mm-hmm. So the decision is not about what you're going to do. The decision is about how you want to feel. Yeah. It's, it's funny. a totally different approach. Yeah. For people my age, if you can't relate to the stress of the actual holiday, you can probably relate to the stress of the day before Thanksgiving, which is usually a big high school reunion for people when you go out and to whatever your hometown bar is and basically see everyone from your high school the night before Thanksgiving. And I was just thinking about it as you were talking and that is a time, and I know all my friends say this too, and I feel this way, every year it comes around and you're kind of like, uh, it's fun, it is fun to see everybody and to be out. And before it was like to be back in town when you've been away at college but it's also, it also can be very anxiety inducing and stressful and nerve wracking, depending on if there's people there that you don't necessarily want to see. And that comes from not making a decision at yeah. the time. That just comes from letting it unfold mm-hmm. as it might. And then you retrospectively, like you're right now, you're retrospectively recognizing it can be anxiety inducing. Yeah. So it- this year, if you were to, I don't even know if you're going, but if yeah. you are going, what can you decide ahead of time? Yeah. What do you want to be feeling? Well, decide well that. this year is completely different for me. I haven't, I haven't actually decided if I'm going or not, but I'm not drinking. And usually that is the buffer in between everybody is how much alcohol you're drinking. So that night can be fun or tolerable mm-hmm. for you. And so, so how are you deciding you want to be feeling? as you're, you know, preparing for the event and at the event. Yeah, I've actually thought about this for if I do end up going. I think that I just want to be, one, curious about what everybody's up to. Mm -hmm. I think that that is the best way. I think that that's always the best way to go into things, especially for people that you don't see typically. I think the best like mindset to be in is what can I learn about them after all this time or what um, interesting things are they up to? How has their life been since the year before when I saw them Mm -hmm. and that sort of thing. And I actually am kind of excited to be in an environment where I'm actually sober and can actually have a meaningful conversation. I mean, all right, well, it kind of will depend on how <laughs> sober the other person yeah, is who's too. On the other but, end of that. but also I feel like there has been years where I'm in that boat where I'm like, I need to be drunk in order to enjoy conversations with some of these people. And it's just not the case. I can fully enjoy getting to hear about their life and what they've been up to and staying very curious about all of the things while being sober. Mm-hmm. And I think that's, yeah, it's a mindset that I wish I had utilized in years past rather than getting super drunk. Yeah. And But you are only 23 years old and yeah. you have a full life ahead of you to be 
really utilizing mm -hmm. this kind of intention mm -hmm. and it's such a game changer. I don't care how old you are, mm -hmm. you using this technique one time, you will absolutely notice the difference. Yeah. It changes everything and call it feeling prepared, call it feeling in control, yeah. um, call it being intentional. It's kind of all the same thing, but this is how you do it. It's And it really is a state of becoming, a state of evolving. And it does take practice, mm -hmm. but you know, just leaning into this, you it will yield results that will feel entirely different. So we just encourage you to give it a, a try. Yeah. And of course, if you ever need help with this, if you want further explanation, you want practice, mm -hmm. we have free coaching Fridays that we won't have it this week because of the holiday. But most Fridays, we have free coaching Friday that you can just show up mm -hmm. and listen to how other people kind of implement this way of operating. Or you can ask questions and really get better clarity on how you can apply this to your life. Yeah, and the one other thing I wanted to say is that it doesn't have to be you deciding that this is going to be an amazing experience or this is going to be so much fun or I'm super excited to see these people right. that you're really not excited to see. You can decide that you don't want to be extremely happy about these circumstances. You can decide that. And that's why I think that going into it with curiosity is so good because it's neutral. It's not like you're super excited and it's not like you're dreading it, right? If you're going in with curiosity, you're just there to learn and to be present and experience whatever the circumstance has for you. And you don't have to feel like you are white knuckling your way through or just like trying to get through the right. night or day. Right. Yeah. Right. Such good advice. Well, we want to end this episode by saying thank you. We are so grateful for our listeners. It's been so much fun getting to be creative and put these podcast episodes together. Mm -hmm. And we hope that as you prepare for not only Thanksgiving, but for you know, the remainder of the year that you do it in a way where you are deciding ahead of time how it is that you want to be feeling, not be thinking about, you know, the end result, not about what it is that you have to be doing. Decide ahead of time how it is that you want to be feeling. That's what it means to take responsibility for your life and becoming self-made. So mm -hmm. thank you again for listening and we'll see you next time.